Father, we believe you are here. And we want to bow before you with reverence, with righteousness, dressed in the righteousness of Christ, not our own righteousness. And that is how we can come before you, Lord, because of what Christ has done for us. And you want to take off our dirty clothes, our unrighteousness, and you want to clothe us in Christ's righteousness. And we come before you with reverence and fear, knowing that you are our Father who loves us and provides for us. We believe you are here and we believe you want to speak to us this evening. Open our ears, open our hearts, help us to listen. Amen. Amen. Thank you, band. Um, so we're looking, uh, uh, we're looking for treasure. We're on a bit of a treasure hunt over the next few weeks at 6.30. Um, and we, I don't know, you might remember Pirates of Caribbean. It was a wee while ago now, but do you remember the one where the... Jack had to find a compass, and that compass would point, when he held it, it would point to the thing he wanted most in the world. Who's seen that film? Some of you, yeah, yeah. Some of you are brave enough to admit it. Um, I wonder, just at the start of this series, if you were to be past that compass, what would it point to? What is your treasure? Where is your treasure? What are you searching for? What would be the X on your treasure map? What, what would make your life complete? There are so many things that, that, that can be our treasure. So many things that can become the all, the most important thing, the all important thing for us in life. And so many things we can set as number one priority in our lives. And God knows that. And so in Matthew chapter 6, this is what Jesus says. He says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus is laying before the crowd that are listening to him. He's laying before them two options here. Option one, treasure stored on earth. Option two, treasure stored up in heaven. The problem with option one, he's saying, is that 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 treasure, well, it's not safe. You see, moths and and vermin will destroy. And he's he's painting a picture of like expensive clothes that are, are, are stored in a wardrobe and not used for a while. And then when pulled out, they've been moth eaten. Did you know that? Moths can eat clothes. Did you know that? Okay, I had to Google that one. But they do. Or, or if, it's not, if it's not moth, it's mice. Do you know what Abernethy, one of the, as I, before working here as an as a outdoor instructor, when I started off, you know, one of the treasures for, for outdoor instructors can be gear. You need to have the right gear in terms of equipment, outdoor equipment. 
um, or, or, or what's, what's the kit? What's the, what, what are the trade accounts you've got? And, and so you would have, um, you would have magazines of like, um, well, for instance, let me use an example, Mac Pack, which is like when I, when I started off as an instructor, I wanted the best equipment. Um, and, and so um, what you'd get would be like, you'd get catalogs and you'd get different ranges of outdoor equipment and you'd say, right, I want the best of that. I want the best rucksacking bag. Mac Pack were at that time were one of the market leaders in rucksacks. They were made in, I think, New Zealand. They had waterproof membrane, like padded straps, like adjustable straps, like, like waist straps and uh, all sorts of other straps. And you could put your ice axe in, in there easily. I didn't have an ice axe, but I wanted one. And um, like, yeah, there were, it was just ideal for me and I knew I needed this one. And so I bought it and I stored it away with a chocolate bar in it. That's the problem with treasures on earth. Jesus is saying, there's mice about. But, okay, park that one. We'll park it. You see, um, that, that, the, the, the things that with treasure on earth is that it won't last. The waterproof membrane won't last when you leave a chocolate bar in it. And mice get to it. And you know, if it's not eaten by mice or moths, it could be stolen. Hands up if you've had something stolen. Have you ever had something stolen? Have you ever had your house burgled? Oh, I rem- it's horrific. I remember that as a child coming home um, to our house that had been burgled. It's horrible. It's treasure in, on earth, Jesus is saying. It's not safe. It doesn't last. However, option two is completely different. Instead of storing up treasures in this life, we invest in a heavenly currency, Jesus is saying. And in heaven, there are no moths. Well, that's what I've implied. I don't know. Or if there are moths, they won't eat your clothes. Um, And there are no thieves either in heaven. Your treasure is safe in heaven. Jesus is saying your treasure is secure. It can't be stolen. It is eternal. And Jesus then continues by dropping this bombshell for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And this is the verse that our series is hanging on. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I actually think it sounds quite piratey. If I'm not being irreverent, I I think, you know, it can sound in a, if you use a piratey accent, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I don't think Jesus said it like that. It's a simple saying, but it's so profound Do you know what we spend our time accumulating becomes our treasure and our treasure will capture our hearts? Here's the question. Do we trust God to provide or do we trust money? If we allow outdoor equipment to become our treasure, the thing that our hearts seek after, then our heart's desire 
for things on this earth, well, it won't last, and it becomes a continual search for more, treasure that won't satisfy, treasure that fades, and it will only lead us on to wanting the next thing, and then the next thing, the newer bag with more technology, with mouse-proof membranes. And our heart becomes more and more and more on the things of this world instead of on things of the world to come, on the kingdom of God. And instead of seeking God and his kingdom, we seek our kingdom, the kingdom of this world. And God becomes less and less of a priority. What is the harm in that? Well, Jesus goes on. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You see, if your eyes are fixed on God, Jesus is saying, if we desire his ways, then our whole body will be filled with his goodness because life and light come from God. And we know, if our eyes are fixed on him, we know that he is our provider. We know and we realize that he is all we need, that he's our good shepherd, that he's our loving father in heaven who provides daily bread, our manna from heaven. But Jesus is saying the opposite happens if our eyes are fixed on ourselves. You see, if, we are, if our eyes are fixed on the things on the, around us, and the things in the world, then even the glimmer of light within us will be snuffed out by darkness. We look and we desire things in this world, of this world that won't satisfy, and darkness fills us because living this way, we forget about a God who wants to provide for us. Living this way forgets about the God of light and life. And we no longer call out to God because we begin to rely on ourselves, on the money that we've accumulated. Our security becomes dependent on the number written on our bank statement rather than the promises of our Heavenly Father. In Colossians 3.5, we're told that greed is idolatry. It's serving something other than God. And Jesus echoes that. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Who is our master? Who do we serve? God or money? We can't have it both ways, Jesus is saying here. We, we can't love mon money and love God. We can't seek after pleasing ourselves and live to please God. We can't set our hearts on the things of this world and at the same time set our hearts on God. We can't live as followers of Christ if we are following the desires of our flesh. And Jesus forces us to make a decision. He forces us to answer the question. Ultimately, who is your provider? Does God provide for you? Or does money provide for you? We need a, a new oven. 
Um, you see, the problem with our oven is that it keeps switching off. There's a problem with the electrics in the thing. You know, you need to stand next to it if you want anything to cook. Otherwise, your chicken Kievs will take two weeks. <laughs> and, and it actually keeps, it does, it keeps switching off and we've replaced the button, but that didn't work. It's internal. And so it's kaput. And so what did I do? In, initially, I went to Gumtree. I thought, oh, I can get a second-hand one that'll do this. No, I couldn't find anything. Sarah, we need a new oven. We need one that can make its own chicken caves. And I start, I start looking up ovens, and, you know, I, I, I kind of I discount the, the cheaper ovens, and I start going, oh, I should, in fact, I should look in John Lewis, because they've got two-year warranties. And so I go on the John Lewis website, and I start, oh, how should I sort this? Highest first, please. And I start looking at the best ovens that money can buy. And then I'm in bed last night. And, and I'm thinking, you know, I've been challenged by this as I've been preparing. And, and actually, you know, when God speaks to you from different angles, it was like that. The books that I've been reading are about looking to God, about praying to God, about believing in the power of prayer. And I'm lying in bed and I'm, and I'm challenged by this sermon and I'm challenged by the books that I'm reading and I'm saying, God, we need a new oven. And I said, God, we need a new oven. Would you provide? And you know, straight away, I get a thought, check Gumtree. So I go back to Gumtree. Oven. Which I'd just gone on just a couple of hours before, in Glasgow, with a hob, and we could do with a new hob as well. 100 pounds. Bargain. That's the one. I got a message from the guy today. You can see it tomorrow. He'll hold it for me. God will provide. Do we believe God will provide all our needs? Not necessarily all our wants, but all our needs. Do we believe that? What is your treasure? What do you spend? Here's some questions that might help us answer that. What do you spend most of your time thinking about? What would you be more upset if you lost all your money or if you lost all your faith in God? Would you be more upset if you lost all your money or if you lost your faith in God? What do you think you need in order to be happy? These questions help point towards what is our treasure. We're surrounded, you see, by materialism. Adverts bombard us and sell us stuff that we don't need. Spend your money on this, and this will make your life easier, better, more comfortable, more fun. Spend your money on yourself. We're immersed in this consumeristic pagan culture that brainwashes us into hoarding for ourselves. But to store up treasures in heaven, well, that's quite the opposite. Instead of thinking of money as the source of provision, we see God as the source Instead of hoarding food, clothing, houses, cars, 
because we, we are worried about not having what we need, we then selflessly love others with the things that we know God has provided us with. And we look to God for all we need, and then we are generous with all we have. That's the difference. It's not what you have. It's what you do with what you have. In Luke chapter 12, someone asked, it says that someone asked Jesus uh, to sort out a domestic that they were having. So this guy and his brother were having a bit of an argument over the inheritance. The brother wouldn't, wouldn't share the inheritance with him. And so the, 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 this man comes up to Jesus and says, tell my brother to share. Tell him to share. And Jesus looks at him and says, be careful not to be greedy. Because life cannot be found in accumulating possessions. And then he told them about a parable of a rich man who had an amazing, amazing harvest. And he thought, what will I do with all this harvest, all that I've got? I know. I don't have enough space to, to store it just now. But what I'll do is I'll flatten what I've got, my barn, and I'll build a bigger barn. And that bigger barn will hold all the harvest. And then once I've built that, what I'll do, I'll get my recliner out and I'll, I'll eat, drink, and be merry. And you know, but God said to him, this is how Jesus finishes it, you fool, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. KBC, are we rich towards God? Am I rich towards God? Or am I rich towards myself? Am I generous with what I have or am I building larger barns for myself? Our human nature, I, I know this is hard. I get this. Because cause, cause, cause our human nature says, don't give money away. Because if you give more money away, you won't be able to afford that. It's your money anyway, Mark. You've earned it. You've worked hard. That's what our human nature says. Where is your treasure? In heaven or on earth? If our treasure is in heaven, then we know we are secure. And we know that life, this life that we're living right now is temporary. It's fleeting. It's passing. We know that we're not home yet. One day we will be home for eternity, but not yet. And we know that our Father in heaven is looking after us here because he loves us dearly and he wants the best for his children. And he will be with us through the hard times on earth as well as the good times. We know that. We know that he will provide for us and he will carry us safely to eternity 
in paradise with him. That's the difference. You see, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And, and when a man stumbled upon it, he, he hid it again. He buried it again. And then he went in joy and happiness. And he went and, and sold everything he had and went back to buy that field. Have we realized the greatness of God's kingdom? Have we realized that it's worth giving absolutely everything for? Are our hearts, like this man's, filled with joy that's bubbling up within us? That this is our heart's desire, that God is everything, that we have a living God, a Father in heaven who loves us and provides all we need and abundantly more. He throws in the hob. Are we pouring out our praise to him? Are we giving generously to him? Are we living, here's a question, are we living sacrificially for him? Jim Elliot, the missionary who gave his life serving God, said he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. The kingdom of God belongs to who? Children. Are we like children who know their parents provide for them. Jonah, my son, said to me with, he, the other day, he was just so proud because he'd been given gifts at Christmas Day. I've got 32 pounds in my piggy bank. And I said, I'll take that off you now. That'll pay for your food today. <laughs> and I didn't. But Jonah's got no idea that that wouldn't last long if he was to have to buy his own food or clothes or school bag never mind toys. He doesn't know that because he doesn't care. Why does he not care? Because everything is provided for him. And we are to be like children like that. We don't care about the things of this world because we have a heavenly father who cares dearly for us and provides all we need. And we just trust him. And so when we need something, what do we do? We turn to our Father in heaven. We don't try and resource things ourselves. That's the difference Jesus is calling for. Do we have that childlike faith in a God who knows what we need? Do we love our heavenly Father like that? And do we look to his hands, not our own pockets? And do we realize the eternal glory that is waiting for us in paradise that puts everything in this world in perspective? David had this this morning, and it was already in my notes. I was going to delete it, but then I thought, I'll support David. I'm turning into David. If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy. The only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. Do we believe that we were made for another world? Not this world. It's passing. Do you know, that's one of the, the blessings of going bald. I know that I'm going somewhere else. 
I, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm, like, I've seen that someone forwarded me a Facebook post of someone, like, you can get these, like, wigs that are super glued onto your head. And I thought, I don't need one. Because with every hair that falls out, my head is bringing me closer to eternity. Do we believe that? And as we store up treasure in heaven, do you know the currency exchange rate is phenomenal? I used this illustration at a, a youth weekend a couple of years back, and I stole it from someone else, so I thought I might as well use it again. Stay there. It's a mouse. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. This is our lifeline. Our, our, our life. You know, this is our time on earth. This wee white bit. I don't know how many years we've got. You don't know how many years you've got. But, but say this is it. This represents our time on earth. And, and, and here we are. Do you know, I don't know. I might be about there through it. You know. Yeah, maybe about there. Don't know where you'd be. And we think, you know, I'll just focus on this wee bit. I, you know, I, you know I, need to, I, I need to save up my money here so that I can get an iPhone that I'll enjoy for maybe like, I don't know, less than a, a micrometer. Um, I, or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get this clothes and that clothes will last me to there. And then they'll get eaten by moths. Or vermin. And, and then, no, no, I'll save up more money. I'll save up more money, and then I'll, I'll be able to retire and enjoy this wee bit here. And I, I'll make sure I get, I get the right job here so that I can save up and, and, and get that holiday. Just, can you see that line there? That's, no, you can't see it, can you? We forget what's waiting for us. We forget that eternity is waiting for us. That our life will keep going if we put our faith in Jesus Christ. That Jesus has amazing things waiting for us. And it will keep going. And, and you know, here a point, uh, I'll bump into Sandy. And I'll say, I didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> He's, I'm joking, he knows that. And I'll bump into Laurie, there you are. I bumped into Laurie, just here at this point, and she'll say, Mark, I've been trying to avoid you for eternity. <laughs> and then I'll bump into Cammy here. And, and Cammy will say, Mark, I didn't recognize you. And, say, I'll, and I'll say, do you like my dreadlocks? <laughs> and we'll, here we'll be having a feast. And we'll have, here we'll, we'll have a, a KBC reunion. Do you remember that? And then maybe you might bump into somebody else who'll say, you don't know, your, you don't know my, my name, but you gave money that supported me through that time. And then over here, bump into someone else and say, you might not remember me, but you didn't go on that holiday because you wanted to give more money. And because 
you gave that more money. You changed my life. And I met Jesus Christ. That's why I'm here. Do we see? God wants us to see. Don't store up treasures here. Jesus says, like, you're going to be partying for eternity in paradise. Don't worry about here. Oh, but what about the Xbox? Forget the Xbox. What about that Netflix series? Cancel your subscription and give the money away. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me, Jesus says, and you will be rewarded for it eternally. What about for you? Will we say with Paul, for me, for me, to live is Christ. Oh, he's everything. And you know, to die, oh, it's to gain everything. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm focused on this world? Yeah. Oh, you've forgotten what's ahead, brother, sister. I'm sure Paul would say that to us if he saw us right now. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on the kingdom of God. Oh, this kingdom. It's passing. They're silly moths. Riches I heed not. Nor man's empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou only, the, the first in my heart. High King of heaven, my treasure, my treasure, thou art. Please, Jesus, let that be true for me and us together at KBC. Can the band come up and lead us and let me pray. Father, oh Lord, we are so tempted to take our eyes off you. We are sorely tempted by the things of this world. And we can see things that that we don't really need and we think that's everything. And they become our treasure. And Lord, you know our hearts. And we invite you right now, Holy Spirit, search our hearts. And convict us, Holy Spirit, of, of where we have been fixing our eyes on the things of this kingdom.
and forgive us, Lord, we pray. And change us, because we need you to change us. We can't change ourselves. We need your transformation power. We need the same power that raised Christ up from the dead, that same resurrection power, Lord. Would you pour out your power in our lives and transform us from the inside out? Change our hearts. Where our hearts are hard, would you make them soft? And where our eyes are looking down, would you move our eyes to look at you, our Father who provides everything, our Good Shepherd? Change us, Lord, from the inside out, we pray. And we thank you, we praise you, Lord, for the salvation that is is for those who have put their faith in you, the hope that we have for eternity, that you have made a way for us. We praise you. We worship you. We can't ever deserve that. But the gates of heaven are open for us. And one day, we will see you face to face. And on that day, and then every day after, we will be rejoicing with you. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on that day and not on the things of this world. Amen.